Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. My gosh. Who's ready for, uh, well, to be a little stuffed and then take a nap. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. (laughs) But now you have a reason to do it. Exactly. (laughs) Like a socially acceptable reason and day to do it. But can we talk about some, some hot takes some controversial topics about Thanksgiving dinner because here's mine and I get irritated with it every year. Oh boy. Come at me in the comments. (laughs) Hateful reviewers. This is Um, an energy. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with that. Here's the thing for everyone who complains that Thanksgiving Turkey is dry and dumb and doesn't have a place on the table. I would argue you've cooked it wrong and that's your own fault. It shouldn't be dry. It should be it should be moist. <laughs> it should be a lovely meat on your on your plate. You just did it wrong. Yeah. And if you really did it wrong, there's gravy. First of all, Susan, uh, my compliments on using the word moist. A lot of people hate that word. <laughs> I irritated top, someone right here. Hated words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, I've not I've not heard many people complain about turkey I being hear dry. I people complain about it all the time. But, here's here's my idea on that. It's a lot easier to say I don't like turkey because it's always dry than to say my mother-in-law makes terrible turkey. Oh, okay. Is that it? Blame the meal, not the cook. Gotcha. There it is. So it might be that. You can't blame your mother-in-law. Yeah. It's easier to just blame it in general than to blame anyone's specific style of cooking. Gotcha. My hot take for the Thanksgiving meal, I always get a lot of flack for this is, and I know... I'm probably a bad Wisconsinite for this, but I prefer the like canned jello mold cranberries much more than like real cranberry sauce or whatever is served at okay. at the table. I'm so always you're like, a processed yep, food guy. Give me yep, give me that fake <laughs> it stuff. It might just be sugar. <laughs> yeah. Could That's... be the sugar. I have another hot take on this. Eric, do you have an opinion on cranberry sauce? Yeah, I'm not big. I love cranberries. Yeah. But I'm not picking on cranberry sauce for thanks- mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving. Okay, here's my thing. I think that cranberry sauce has no place on the Thanksgiving dinner table. I do not understand Why? its function. The Don't same say way, that in Warren's. I, the, well, I, I, it's not against cranberries. It's just this like weird sauce at Thanksgiving. But it to me, it's the equivalent of mint jelly that is served next to like a leg of lamb. I just that don't, I'll never understand. I don't understand the function of it. <laughs> and that's my problem is that I don't get it. <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem to have a proper place. I understand that. It's just, it's you know, most Thanksgiving food yeah. is, is either orange or white or kind of, you know, Brown. turkey and potatoes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, sweet potatoes are really good and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, and then suddenly cranberries, this bright, brilliant, white, healthy food. Red. Not white. I'm sorry. Red, healthy okay. food. <laughs> red and white. I'm so, thinking all badgers now. There yeah. we go. And uh, yeah, it's just, but there's a certain sweet tartness to it that to me doesn't go with the savory of what Maybe a Thanksgiving dinner normally is. Kind of thing, and I don't like the balance. Give me all of one or all of the other. Just Give me all up. bland. <laughs> Give me all green salt. bean casserole with the, <laughs> the turkey fried with onions the gravy, on it. With the, yeah. Do we have any other hot uh, Thanksgiving takes so I'm not the only one who's going to get hate mail for this episode? Josh? We'll introduce you formally later, but yeah. uh, any oh, hot gosh, Thanksgiving hot takes? takes? Well, and I'm I'm kind of non-traditional. I don't. Uh, I've been. I'm a vegetarian, so it's always mm. uh, Thanksgiving. It's like you actually kind of end up having a lot more unusual stuff uh, than you might expect. <laughs> tofurkey, um, and, and I know not tofurkey though. I, I mean, there was a time <laughs> when it's like, well, I guess we got to do a tofurkey now, but <laughs> tofurkey is actually not that good. Um, but just even just it, all of a sudden, you're like, all right, well, I guess we're not going to have. The usual, and then you start throwing in. Then it's just kind of like 
you know, a little bit. So, what is your favorite dish? Oh, just like uh, like kale and quinoa and all that kind of you know, just Mm. good stuff. But then you get like the we're big on the pies. You know, that's that's Mm. the big thing. Is like everybody shows up. You're all about the sweets. Yeah. Well. Yeah. (laughs) It it all ends there, right? Or it starts there. I have a question because we talked about this two episodes ago, and I have to know: uh, Do you ever put cheese in your apple pie, Josh? Never heard of that being a thing. Thank you. Me neither. <laughs> okay, so now we're in Wisconsin, though, right? Okay. So yeah, right. Apparently, it's a thing. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, anyway, uh, what hot Thanksgiving takes? Uh, happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. <laughs> we are very grateful to you, all of our listeners, for being here yeah. with us. Um, after we've dumped on all after of I ideas. just ripped apart Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, I, I'm no less excited about Thanksgiving. It's just. <laughs> You it's know? just there are my hot takes. Yep. Uh, th- no one asked for them, but there they are. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, welcome to the Cabin Podcast. I'm Susan Foch. <laughs> I'm Eric Paulson. <laughs> I'm Audio Dave. Uh, and uh, and that's our Thanksgiving episode. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> Don't go away. There's more. <laughs> Take it away, Eric, because I can't be trusted with this microphone. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Now that you're all in the holiday spirit, allow me to point out that the cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Outagamie County, which is, uh, of course, Appleton is the county seat, and uh, really it's the center for the whole Fox Cities region, which got that nickname because it was originally named for the historic Meskwaki, also known as the Fox Indians, Mm -hmm. and with the Fox River running through there out of Lake Winnebago towards the waters of Green Bay. Uh, there's a lot of dams along the Fox there. It lowers quite a bit throughout the county. Uh, so Appleton and uh, Kakana, which is uh, one nickname of theirs, is the Electric City. Huge area for hydropower. And Appleton was one of the first cities to be lit with electric streetlights and things like that. Uh, and of course, that became a huge area also for paper making. So if you want to know what a paper mill smells like, Outagamie County will show you <laughs> as you drive through on uh, Interstate 41. Uh, there is a great drive-in movie theater. There aren't too many outdoor movie theaters in the state, but there's a good one in Freedom, just north of Kakana, called Field of Scenes, which opened shortly after Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's cute. Yeah, and the Outagamie County Fair is not in Appleton; it's actually held in Seymour, Wisconsin, which is also where the hamburger originated, according to lore. In 1885, oh, Charles that. Green invented mm-hmm. it, selling meatballs at the fair, and people had no way of carrying it, so he flattened it, put it between two pieces of bread, so people could cart it around, and called it the hamburger. Was that in our famous Wisconsin Inventions episode? I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Why am I blinking? So, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Go and, back to uh, that episode. Yeah. So home of the hamburger, Wisconsin makes that claim because of Outagamie County and Seymour. And there's actually a burger chain in New Zealand called Burger Wisconsin because of that. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Eric with the fun facts. I'm going to get a hold of Craig Culver and see if we can make a little field trip down there. And do see a if he can do it. Comparison. Perfect. <laughs> Craig, you've been, you've been noted. Well, do you know what? Okay, do you know what one of my favorite parts of Thanksgiving actually is, though, guys? After I ruined it, <laughs> it's the fact sleeping that off the turkey. Well, <laughs> sure, yeah, nap time, but also the idea that it's like everyone gets to like curl up around the fire. Mm-hmm. Hit that fire, Dave. Ooh, warm. Ooh. <laughs> 
All right. So you have now heard from him, but <laughs>、uh, to formally introduce our guest today, we have Josh Casey here with us. You may recognize him from some recent videos that have come out here at Discover Wisconsin.、Uh, he's been doing some on-camera hosting. He's also been featured on our sister brand, Into the Outdoors, which is an educational TV series hosted by kids for kids and kids at heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> under the Discover MediaWorks umbrella, and even though he's not a host for Into the Outdoors, because that's all children hosting,、mm -hmm. he is featured as a wildlife expert on their Instagram account、uh, with their wild about wildlife series. So check that out. There's some fun facts out there. Super fun. But we're not here to talk about honeybees and hummingbirds today. We are talking about. Fun kid-friendly activities to do this winter, and Josh, you have kids, and you love having fun in Wisconsin, so、yeah. that makes you an expert. Well, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm more an expert on、uh, that than wildlife, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know、right. what? Then we picked a good episode for、That's、you. Right, I will、yeah. say one of my favorite fun facts about you when we were first introduced to you as a new Discover Wisconsin host is the fact that you are also an expert juggler.、Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Yeah, no chainsaws though, right? We're talking tennis balls, oranges, bowling pins. Yeah, I、like、keep. Yeah,、okay. keep it pretty safe. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> good, every good once、idea. in a while we get the the fire out or something like that. You Ooh, know? <laughs> you know, Ooh only at, that yeah, on especially、camera. at Thanksgiving. You know, everybody kind of curls up around the juggling torches. <laughs> well, that is a new meaning to our campfire. Forty minutes later, the last fire truck is pulled away. <laughs> that is truly a hot take on Thanksgiving. That's、yeah. a hot take on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you should have a flaming flame throwing juggler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kids love, love juggling, though, and they love fire.、Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, I shouldn't say it like that. Well, yeah, that sounded you, wrong.、Beavis? That fire, sounded fire, wrong fire. coming out of no, my mouth.、No. Anyway, <laughs>、uh, welcome, Josh, to the podcast. We're excited to talk、Thanks. about other kid-friendly activities to do specifically in the winter. Because I, only once on this podcast did we like super dedicate an episode to. Kid-friendly themes.、Um, it was super long ago, and it was also in the summer. So we got to talk about、I、how to get these.、Mm -hmm. I think it was episode like eighteen or something. It was very early on. So we figured we had to come back and talk about what to do with all of those kiddos now that the temperatures are dropping.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, ki kids mind less than adults do. Winter,、mm -hmm. they like going out. They like getting on their snow pants or whatever、yeah. and exploring and everything. And we might prefer the inside. Indoors,、mm -hmm. but、uh, there there are so many options for kids, and you you romanticize winter. I think when you're、mm -hmm. a kid. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So with that being said, Josh, what are some like you said? You have three children, so、yeah. what are some of the favorite things that you do with the kids in winter and give people some、uh, some inspiration? Well, we found now our kids are we got I've got two thir I've got thirteen year old twins and an eleven year old. All boys, and so what's fun in well, winter? You seem is also, awfully sane, Josh. Well, yeah, that's the coffee.、Um, but、uh, what's fun in winter is also change, change throughout. You know, when you've got like you know five and six year olds now, thirteen、mm -hmm. year olds. What's fun in winter might be you know playing video games, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> now it's a little bit more like guys, we gotta go outside.、Um, right. But it's all about having an activity to do. Like when they're little kids, it's like they'll just like. La 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 la, you know, like you know, roll around in the snow. But now it's more like, let's go snowboarding. Let's you know throw snowballs at people walking by, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things that we really like doing is going, just walking out on the frozen lake. Last winter on Lake Monona here in Madison,、mm. it was just you know on a nice sunny day, walking out, bringing the dog out. There was a guy with a, a fire, like a fire pit, right out on the on the lake. There's like an、nice. art installation with like local artists, like right out in the middle of the lake. Like you can go out there and you're like walking around, checking out like art installations and 
Um, wow. And then just looking out at all, you know, all the ice fishermen and stuff, which is all the shanties and stuff out there. And um, <laughs> that's super cool. And then the, you got the sledding hill at Ulbrich right there that if you get really going, you can just connect right onto the lake and just kind of keep going. Hmm. Hmm. Don't Once they do frozen. that really large um, Statue of Liberty head? They did oh, that yeah. once That's on Mendota. Once? Yeah, that okay. was 1979. No, they just did that like last year. Oh, they year, did a recreation of it yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah. ago. I think I remember yeah. That was kind of a fun there. thing. So to I guess see. they did yeah. it twice. But yeah. yeah, that's not an annual thing. Oh, okay. My mistake. I think I just saw it last year and I was like, why did I not know that this like <laughs> you know, happens that, here? That reminded me of, uh, I don't know if they do this every year, but after Christmas, people take their Christmas trees out. And there's like a Christmas tree forest in, wow. in the lake. So you can go off of, uh, I forget which park it is. I mean, you could just take basically anywhere to get on the lake, but there's like a, a park there along the shore on Lake Monona. And you can just walk out to a Christmas tree forest of people who brought their Christmas trees post-Christmas, stuck That's them in awesome. the ice. Yeah. And then they That's leave so them there? That's funny. Like, They're just there. Like, you know what? I don't actually, I, I don't know what happens if... I Someone's bet the fishermen love that. If if oh, they drop sure. a bunch of yeah. Christmas trees out there and the fish kind of can live in that, that's got to yeah. make for some great fishing. But once it thaws, it thaws, do they just do the trees just kind of start like? Do we just like, flood the lake with floating yeah, around? Say, they, they don't yeah. leave them there for. Well, they yeah. can't, oh, right? Because yeah. like then the fishing boats are like dodging yeah, you can't. Christmas. Someone someone must come out and like drag them back before it. Thaws all the way. One poor sap does that job. <laughs> oh. Ah! ah! <laughs> Thank you. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Eric, you have some fun ideas on here to do with kids because you've got... Um, Are you, you sure know. you want to leaf the subject of the trees? Uh, <laughs> right. Real yes, I do. We'll, bra- we'll, <laughs> we'll branch out into some other areas oh, here. Oh, it's now, fun. Okay. But, you know, Josh, you bring up the lakes, and that's such a good segue, really, into the outdoor activities like ice skating and hockey mm-hmm. and all the things that kids love to do outside. Um, now, the conditions on lakes aren't always super conducive to that. I mean, we, you know, winter weather, you have to depend on a lot of below zero temperature in a row or, you know, for a long period of time. And it's a little dicey, especially in December and March. Yep. Uh, but there are a lot of facilities across the state where you can do those things indoors more reliably, too. So you have indoor and outdoor options around the state, which is great. Uh, and some of them are pretty impressive. I mean, in, in West Dallas, which is right in the heart of the Milwaukee area, the Pettit National Ice Center has a quarter-mile speed skate oval that Olympians mm. train on. Yeah. And they have two hockey rinks in the middle, and they do lessons and competitions and all kinds of great things. Uh, in suburban Milwaukee and Delafield, they have the Nagawaki Ice Arena. And then there's a bunch all over the state, really. Those are just the two off the top of my head. But when you, you, you can do the outdoor fun, but you have the indoor option uh, all winter long as well. And that's... That's something nice that kids know they can do. And I've, I've lived in some other states, and they don't have nearly as many facilities yeah. for kids to do that. Hmm. So the winter sports part is great. Of course, it's always fun to make a snowman uh, or a snowwoman. You know mm-hmm. what the difference is? Uh, <laughs> Snowballs. Dave knows the answer. Oh, yeah, okay. there you go. How many times are you going to hit that rim shot today, Dave? I don't know. Let's just see how many he's got up his sleeves. I'll, I'll <laughs> dial it back. But yeah, I think the skating element, uh, it's fun. And this is a hockey state. We're not like, you know, D- Detroit, Chicago, and Minnesota have NHL teams. Milwaukee does not. Yeah. Uh, we could probably support one, actually, if we really wanted to. But this is a big state for those outdoor winter sports. And once, once you give kids some skates, man, they take to it. Yeah. So it's great to but do. We even have, in, uh, right in our neighborhood, and I think this is fairly common, at least around here, like the 
temporary uh, neighborhood skate rinks. Not oh, that cool. big. Oh, when they but, flood like yeah, they bring flood up like, like a the pond little, or something. Yeah, yeah, or they'll just like uh, they've got these like barriers, and it's just like putting plastic down, and they they bring out the fire truck, and then they you know wow. Mm-hmm. And then it's just sort of like a, the park becomes like a little just, you know, kids go and just kind of play hockey there. And that's pretty cool. I like having that. That's awesome. I bet curling would be really fun to do with kids, like <laughs> if, oh, see I if they would take to curling. it. I, I didn't I never realized it was such a big sport in Wisconsin until we did a couple episodes on it. And it, that seems like a really fun, like it's challenging. It's something unique, mm-hmm. something to go easy to pick up for a day. It's you one of those sports where you're like, how the heck did they come up with this one? Yeah. How did but, the Scottish do it? Would you like to know a fun fact? Yes. It is not technically Wisconsin related, but my grandfather is actually the founder of the Chicago curling club really so that's where i learned how to curl originally very nice (laughs) it's a very fun like sport that seems so chaotic because it's like it's a it's a rock you can't you can't overly do you like the sweeping or do you like the oh no i like actually trying to get it yeah (laughs) sweeping is like i don't know i feel much more intense about sweeping yeah they yell at you (laughs) i know it's so intense but again it's like you just think about like drunken Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I curled for the Wauwatosa Curling Club, and they oh, you yeah. know, it's they take it very seriously, and then everybody drinks beer except for the kids. <laughs> except but, for the kids, you know, it's it's it is a fun, fascinating sport. And if you're a kid growing up in Wisconsin, you are much more exposed to that possibility than yeah. most places. And curling is a lot of fun, and you learn teamwork, and you learn and you learn how to sweep, which can come in handy around the house later on. There, there you go. go. Swindle your kids that way and yeah. doing some chores. See? But yeah. it's curling <laughs> it's training. what are some other fun things guys dave do you have any suggestions for us um you know i'm not that experienced with uh raising children so i haven't uh done a whole lot but i would say just like holiday lights is always is always a hit Um, the light the light tours and the yeah uh i'm partial to green bay botanical gardens oh that's gorgeous naturally Um, Mm mm-hmm we also do a couple in uh, Madison, like in Olin Park and the zoo lights at Henry Vilas Zoo. Thank yep. you so much. I <laughs> I don't know what's happening, you guys. My head is like a snow globe that got shook. <laughs> um, yeah, the Oshkosh Celebration of Lights, the Janesville Rotary Lights is mm-hmm. always a really good at show. Rotary Botanical, Lacrosse. Oh, Lacrosse has a huge one. I think yes. three million lights or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there's like so that. many. Chippewa I... Falls has one in Irvin Park. That's great. Oshkosh's is at Menominee Park and yep. Zoo. Mm-hmm. The Lots Celebration of, of Lights. Yes, there is always, and we'll definitely have it probably updated at the time that this episode goes live we always have a blog on discover wisconsin for where you can find the best light show so Mm. definitely if you want some more light show specific inspiration head to bobber.discoverwisconsin.com i have one on my state trunk tour site too oh perfect look at that well we work together (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you know tours of the winter beauty whether it's lights or you know you know people love going to see fall colors in the forest Mm -hmm. and things like that seeing the beauty of winter on a little road trip kids like that too i mean i know a lot of times they want to play their ipad or watch a dvd in the car but get them to look out the window and appreciate the beauty of of winter time here Mm -hmm. i think that's always great and that's always a fun thing to do on the way to things like uh skiing or snowshoeing or any of the other things we're going to be talking about sorry i'm just looking at the snowshoe on our cabin wall right now right (laughs) and i'm like "Do, do you take kids snowshoeing josh have you ever done that you know what? That's on my list. I've never been snowshoeing myself, and mm. I, it's like walking on I, tennis I rackets. It. It's pretty interesting. Well, and I, <laughs> I love go. walking. I got 
two dogs. And so I like walking the dogs and going so to the dog have a choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But one of the things I really like about walking in the winter is, and what I want to do is get the snowshoes and like take it to another level is everything sounds different in the winter. Everything's oh, yeah. kind of, when it's covered in snow, it, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have all like the, the buzzing of the, the crickets and the cicadas and, you know, just sort of that summer that's kind of yeah. constantly there. True and everything's covered with that blanket of snow, and it's just you've kind of everything's a little muffled in this like I don't know. I think it's it's great, absolutely. And but snowshoes would take cold. it a whole nother level. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very cool. And if it's particularly cold, the crunching of the snow, yeah, is a really yeah. cool sound. <laughs> I so on that note, have you guys ever been cross country skiing? Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. I see. I now that's also similar. I think great for walkers, but I would assume again, I don't have children of my own. I would assume that would be like an easier way to break kids into ski skiing. Cause you're not oh, like downhill? nothing's going downhill. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I would think so. And it's, it's well, it's been well established. It's one of the best exercises you can possibly do Yeah, because it uses so many muscle combinations. And with cross country, you go uphill as well as a little bit downhill and, and along straight lines. And you, you got to learn, <laughs> Sometimes you're in the track, sometimes you're not. How to be coordinated and balanced like that. And if you want to see an example of someone who's not, just watch any episode (laughs) where I'm cross-country skiing. But uh, (laughs) I think that is a very good activity for the kids because you're out, you're getting the fresh air, you're on the skis, it's exciting. But it burns so many calories, they're going to go to bed early. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's always a a goal of parents, right? (laughs) Tire them out. Especially for three boys, huh, Josh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they we haven't actually done the cross country, but they love the. Uh, they started with downhill skiing, and we don't go a lot, but they took up uh, snowboarding, and then they're like, you know, snowboard kids, and they started actually going up to Crystal Mountain, and uh, they would have like a beginners snowboarding or skiing, like once a week, every Wednesday. It was it was a great way to break up the week during the dark winter. And get up there at five o'clock, and you're like skiing and snowboarding under the lights, and they had they had a blast. They're really looking forward to doing that again. But they they like the they like the speed. I, I think they would still enjoy cross country, but they're they like the little bit more adrenaline of flying down yeah. the hill. They just bomb oh, down absolutely. the hill. Yeah, <laughs> and and there's a lot of good ski areas in the state. We're not Colorado or yeah. Utah or something, but we, have we do have quite ski, a few ski skiing, areas yeah. with yeah some reasonably long runs, a couple of really good verticals. So uh, and you know there's a whole variety of we won't name them all but uh you know wherever you are in the state you have some good options nearby well we actually also did a whole episode on skiing and snowboarding in wisconsin mm-hmm. last year so head on back to that episode <laughs> yeah i wonder which episode that we'd have to look that up <laughs> it was episode 45 okay there we go head back to episode I gotta check 45. That one out. yeah it's, i think we talk about yeah. all of the skiing and snowboarding spots all right i okay so not adrenaline filled but and i feel like i've mentioned this particular activity for like four episodes uh but i feel like the the ice castles in like geneva <laughs> has to be such a cool ex- oh, yeah. like just moment for kids uh like what a magical kind of thing but also because they have that really great winter fest and there's actually a lot of fun winter fests around right so yeah you're talking about lake geneva with the yeah. ice castles but there are huge family-friendly winter events going on oh, all yeah. over the state, really all throughout the year. Some tie into the Christmas and the holiday season, but a lot of them take place in January and February when every when winter kind of really gets to you, you know, just with everyday life 
Because by February, we're all kind of like, can we have one day of 65, please? <laughs> and um, What so was the, that obstacle course one that you did in that? Uh, oh, the Arctic Warrior. Yeah. Oh my on Little St. Germain Lake. I, yes. I bet that's a great option to get kids to run out their energy. <laughs> it, it, it was nine below zero the day we filmed that. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of those kinds of activities that... You know, we all love county fairs and the summer fairs and the state fairs and things like that. Winter activities are similar to that. And you can do like winter bowling and snowshoe baseball, which we've done. Um, the Blizzard Blast, which happens up at uh, Eagle River, Conover, uh, Phelps, Land Lakes, that area. That's that's an example of one of those winter festivals. And we keep you on top of that, too, with the Bobber and mm-hmm. com. I put a lot of those on mine, too, because you got to get out. Absolutely. And you got to let the kids enjoy those kinds of activities that, at least from a physical activity and exertion standpoint feels like summer Mm -hmm. yeah speaking okay but on that kind of note especially you mentioned eagle river which reminded me that the world championship derby complex for snowmobiling is always in eagle river in january and like or early february yeah and i think it's one of the cool things for that activity is that and i definitely didn't know this until i actually watched the discover wisconsin episode on the derby but it's like, it's a really cool event for kids because it's not just about actually racing the derbies. Like, that's just a people love being a spectator at that event and seeing it. They watch it kind of like NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. very much kind of a NASCAR and Indy race, mm-hmm. but on snowmobiles. And and it's fun to take kids snowmobiling. You got to, you know, they got to be a little older and right. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if you go to Eagle River, which is right by St. Germain and Saner, where the snowmobile was first invented, mm-hmm. uh, Eagle River is one of the snowmobiling capitals of the world and the trail system up there. I mean, for, really, from Eagle River all the way down by uh, Manaqua and that whole area, it's unbelievably extensive. Right. So you can have a lot of fun. You can have a lot of fun weekends up there doing that. But to go to the Derby itself, I mean, you feel like you're at the center of the w- sporting world Absolutely. that weekend. And they have they have some really cool, uh, you know, indoor and outdoor facilities there. I, I definitely recommend checking that out. If you like snowmobiling at all, mm-hmm. it's 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 a must stop at some point. Absolutely. Okay, I think we've covered a lot of really cool things mm-hmm. to do outside in the winter with your kiddos. Do we have any last recommendations? Josh? Um, I don't think we've mentioned sledding. Oh, how, oh of how course. Classic. Yeah. Can't go wrong with sledding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anyone still use, like, the old school, like, metal sleds? Like the ones that look like mini, like, yeah. kind of oh. scoops? But yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. I don't know if they do, but they should. Those things are cool. Yeah. I loved them. We used cafeteria trays at UW-Madison. Oh, yeah? That's super funny. Do you have any favorite sledding hills you take your kids to? Uh, We like to go to, well, there's a couple over on the east side, High Stand um, Park, Mm. which uh, also has a great disc golf course. But there's like a couple different sled hills like right there. There's sort of like the main hill facing Milwaukee Street, but then like around the back is like, it's more of like a bowl where, you know, Mm. you collision potential but it gets steep and then you know like then the the teenagers make little ramps at there you know so then unsuspecting (laughs) six-year-olds go flying not having seen the ramp (laughs) and uh, then they quickly figure out where the ramp is and spend trying to hit it and everybody they miss it and flipping out and stuff you know yeah but yeah high stands great (laughs) elver park has this huge, huge hill, another disc golf course. I don't know why they're related, but um, <laughs> huge, huge hill there. That's great. But yeah, every once in a while, you'll get somebody with a sled that you're just, you look like, oh, that's good. It's like some like weird, like old, like steel rail thing, you oh, know, yeah. where you're sitting oh, the upright. Old or, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, that's, yeah, that's going to end badly. And those, you know. those are essentially designed to cut you. 
Yeah, <laughs> and everybody oh else God. who's Just in your put, path. Like, <laughs> yeah. Put Pam on the uh, bottom side of the metal. <laughs> oh my get that extra speed. <laughs> I remember doing that. Yeah, that, that got scary quick. <laughs> and right alongside sledding, I guess, is tubing. And I feel like one thing that would be great for kids that I always hear about are, are the tubing hills that have lifts so you don't actually mm-hmm. have to like haul it back up the hill before you can go back down uh have you guys been to any of those i, Ooh, I, I have no idea it's pretty cool i mean like wilmot mountain in southern wisconsin which is so far south one of its runs extends into illinois mm-hmm. uh, that that's a great example uh but then there are a lot of the ski areas around the state have added tubing just because of and snowboarding yeah as we mentioned before just because of the popularity of those sports. And so if you, you know, if you go to little Switzerland, if you go to devil's head, uh, they'll, they'll offer tubing, uh, the mountaintop, which is at grand Geneva resort. Uh, and then if you're looking at other places like Trollhagen, which is up in dresser, mm. which is kind of North of Hudson. Uh, that's a really cool place that has great tubing and they'll, you know, they'll help you get back up. And then there's, uh, another one. It's kind of up in that area too. You have a uh, Christie mountain up in Bruce, which is in the middle of the North woods, Whitetail <laughs> Ridge. And then, um, I believe Badlands Snow Park is another good one that's in Hudson, and they focus on tubing. Hmm. Cool. So, I mean, there's a lot of good good. options there. That's awesome. Yeah. Take notes. I got to go check out some new places. Don't worry, I'm recording. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just come back the, to this podcast. Yeah, there will be. Yes, tell all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fact, we've we're only... going to put this out for other people to hear. Right. Oh my gosh. As a matter of fact. Look at that. <laughs> this is just for me doing research for my own life. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like we do this for a living, you guys. Crazy. Well, Josh Gacy, thank you so much for joining us here in the cabin and for uh, learning, but also sharing a lot of great <laughs> winter activity inspiration that people can do with their kiddos. Yeah, my pleasure. Great to be here. Yeah. Thanks, thanks so much. Josh. Thanks. That was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. It also, for some reason, makes me really want to go cross-country skiing out of all the things we talked about. I really want, I mean, it's not a super kid-friendly thing, but I really want to get into ski drawing because mm-hmm. I think Ooh. that's just like oh, we the, didn't mention the that best earlier. mix between cross-country yeah. skiing and getting your dog some exercise. <laughs> yeah, we saw ski drawing in a, when we were actually at the Blizzard Blast. Mm-hmm. They had a huge ski drawing event. And then really all this sled, you know, the sled dogs, the racing. Yeah. Which is crazy. Those dogs are just... Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do. Yeah, hmm. it's it's unbelievable. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, our episode today is sponsored in part by UW Systems, and they just wanted to talk about how happy they are to see students in seats again this fall. They were saying that President Tommy Thompson had initially called for 75% in-person classes um, by the time the fall rolled around. And thanks to their faculty and staff and students all kind of stepping up to create a culture of responsibility, they actually were able to get up to like 85% are back in person. A growing number of people are getting vaccinated. They didn't have to do a mandate or anything. People are just kind of pulled together and they've been masking responsibly and keeping everyone healthy and safe. So uh, they just wanted to express how happy they were with everybody involved and they're just excited to have crowds back on campus. And at games and at parties and mm-hmm. and the bars and restaurants and, and, so, bars and, and so forth. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's head up north here. Uh, many of our counties of the week with the Wisconsin Counties Association, we love bringing you information about the counties, but we also love bringing you information about small towns. Mm-hmm. So our small town feature of the week with Cobblestone Hotels will be Merrill, Wisconsin. 
Mm. Now, Merrill is the county seat of Lincoln County, which is uh, the county just north of Marathon and Wausau. In fact, Merrill is part of the Wausau's extended metropolitan area. Hmm. Uh, it's located along the Wisconsin River, a beautiful area of the Wisconsin River, uh, where the Prairie River flows in. It's called the uh, City of Parks. And in fact, just north of that confluence is Council Grounds State Park, which is a lovely park to check out. And it was named so because Native Americans reportedly used to use that area to meet down. You know, different tribes would meet and discuss things and Hmm. maybe spear some fish and have a nice meal together and things like that. Uh, It's a wonderful state park to check out. And Merrill itself has a lot of beautiful buildings. It's a great historic district area. Uh, The Lincoln County Courthouse is a wonderful centerpiece for the town, uh, almost like it could have been in Back to the Future (laughs) or something like that. And uh, a lot of other historic structures, including the T.B. Scott Free Library, which was one of the original Carnegie libraries built in 1911, still functions as the city's library. Uh, And a beautiful bridge is right near there, too. I couldn't stop taking pictures when I last drove <laughs> over this. It's called the First Street Bridge. It's Highway 64 over the Prairie River. Uh, it was built in 1904. It's the state's only known three-arch stone bridge. So it's the classic old-school look. Oh, How many arches that? does like, the wonderful. one in Beloit have? Uh, well, that's a railroad bridge. Oh, there we go. Uh, so that's a little bit different. Um, Merrill loves its winter sports. We've been talking about winter. Merrill mm-hmm. ice drags. Mm. A lot of fun on the ice there for that. They draw people far and wide for that one. Uh, They do have a craft brewery, and it's Sawmill Brewing. I had the pleasure of stopping by there a little earlier this year and checking out. In fact, I geez, I think I got like three crawlers and brought them home. A lot of good beers in there in this beautiful uh, old lodge building. And then uh, they also have uh, an on-demand bus system. Hmm. And guess what they call it? The Merrill Go Round. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> nice. Right? So you can visit Merrill uh, using the Merrill Go Round, or walk or drive or whatever you want to do, and then rest up at the Cobblestone Inn and Suites right there in Merrill. Big city quality, small town values. It's really a great hotel. Very nice, very clean, very... It feels more upscale, and you're not paying the upscale prices. All 160 locations, they're all over the freaking place. Find your stay at cobblestonehotels.com. Cobblestone Hotels is the official hotel chain partner of Discover Wisconsin. Who's ready for the review of the week from is, is, Sweet Is my Betty age B. getting made fun of in this one? <laughs> Not this one, <laughs> Okay, Eric. I'm sorry. You've then who is it again? <laughs> from Sweet Betty B on Apple Podcasts. Which, can I just say, is like the most Southern Belle name I've ever I heard. Know. Like, Sweet yeah. Betty B. We don't know like who, where this person is from, but I love, I love that we have to identify Sounds it like she with a Southern Belle. delicious desserts. <laughs> yeah. Does right? she put at cheese in her apple pie? We'll have to, you can reply. Sweet Betty B, yeah. uh, Please DM us at the Kevin Pod on Instagram. Let me know. Okay, this <laughs> review is titled "I have shared this podcast with many friends." That's exactly what we want you mm-hmm. to do. Thank you so much. This podcast is such an easy listen and full of Wisconsin info for anyone interested in what's happening or popular in our state. Thank you to the Cabin Podcasters. You make me proud to be from Wisconsin. Oh, thank you, sweet Betty B. Thank you, sweet Betty B. Thank you so much. I know I gotta go Southern accent. On. I can't help it. <laughs> I love that we all needed to do. That. Bless your heart. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, you got to be nice to Betty B. Oh, Wait, is bless your heart a bad thing? Oh, it's yeah. Down it's south a, it is. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm so very sorry. You did not know this? No. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
we okay. thank you. We, we legitimately would love to bless your heart, not in the sarcastic Southern way. <laughs> sweet Betty B also Blessings sounds unto like... your heart. <laughs> Blessings unto you. No, now we sound like we're in church service. <laughs> sweet Betty B also sounds like a character in a blues song or something. Yeah, oh, yeah for Ooh. sure. Or like the name Betty of, of a blues guitarist. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. All right. Well, join us uh, next week for more insight on blues music and people's names on reviews. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, as well as other fascinating topics as we get ready to wind down November here on The Cabin. And as we get ready to wrap up, I want to remind you of this message from the All of Us Research Program. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people to help researchers make healthcare more precise by creating individualized prevention and treatment options. When you join, you'll share your unique health information and become part of the largest and most diverse medical research program ever. The more data researchers have, the more they'll be able to create better care for all of us. Introducing the next breakthrough in medicine, you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by Eric Paulson, Dave Janis, and me, Susan Foch, with guest host Josh Casey. Produced by me and Audio Dave, with video editing by Quinn Savinak, and social media by me and Courtney Haas. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com, and don't forget to leave us that review. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. There are few people in history who completely revolutionized the way humans interact with the world, but Wisconsin's own Frank Lloyd Wright is one of them. Born in Richland Center in 1867, Wright is considered by many to be the greatest American architect of all time. His architectural philosophies changed the way humans think about living in our built environment. Wright believed in designing buildings that exist in harmony with their time and natural surroundings. All components of a building should appear unified within itself and the greater landscape, and functionally it should serve to enrich and connect the lives of those inside it. This guiding design philosophy, organic architecture, as Wright called it, led him to create some of the most innovative architectural works throughout the 20th century. And many of his most iconic buildings can be found right here in Wisconsin. A lot of control and manipulation in his buildings. He wants you to feel and live in his homes a certain way. And... He wants you to feel uncomfortable and claustrophobic when the ceilings are low, and he wants you to want to get out and get into these large spaces that open up. I mean, if you think about it, the building and the, and the lake are so uh, in union, you know, they, they just feel like they, they blend together, and that's the philosophy of organic architecture. The entry is beautiful, I love it, but the, the uh, lake is, is the reason that the building exists. So he thought that he could bring nature inside using these columns, and he envisioned it almost as a glade of trees, and the sunlight filtering down through the leaves would bring that natural element to the employees working in here. Wright always capitalized the word nature, and one of his quotes was, nature is all that we will ever see of the body of God. And, and that's the inspiration for, I believe, organic architecture, and especially for this building. If you want to pay homage to our dear Frank and change the way you look at architecture in the process, you can take a self-guided driving tour on Wisconsin's Frank Lloyd Wright Trail. And now you know your Wisconsin.